Today's message, Building the Kingdom of God. We are going to read for our, our verse today from Nehemiah in the Old Testament. Now, Nehemiah is a prophet, and uh, God uh, put upon his heart, actually he wasn't a prophet, he was a builder, but he was a leader of the people. Uh, God put on his heart to rebuild the walls around Jerusalem, rebuild, the, everything had been destroyed, and the people were now coming back, and uh, his calling was to rebuild the kingdom of God and rebuild the walls around Jerusalem. God had put that on his heart. Uh, a lot of opposition to doing that. The nations around them at first started making fun of them and mocking them, saying, ah, you guys don't know what you're doing. Uh, if you, all you got to do is, you know, a fox will jump on your wall, it'll fall over. You know, they just laughed at them. But as they began to become successful, then they began to feel very threatened. And they started warning them that they were going to come and destroy them and stop the work of God from being advanced. So we're going to pick it up in Nehemiah, the fourth chapter at verse 16 and read what, how Nehemiah records what happens at this point. He says, from that day on, half of my men did the work, while the other half were equipped with spears, shields, bows, and armor. The officers posted themselves behind all the people of Judah who were building the wall. Those who carried materials did their work with one hand and held a weapon in the other. And each of the builders wore his sword at his side as he worked. But the man who sounded the trumpet stayed with me. Then I said to the nobles, the officials, and the rest of the people, look, the work is extensive, we're spread all out all over the place, we're widely separated from each other along the wall. Whenever you hear the sound of the trumpet, then run to where you hear the trumpet sound is, and our God will fight for us. So just kind of a logistic thing, we're also spread out, trumpets by me, if we're being attacked, they'll blow, everybody will come, and then we'll fight them off. So under this continual threat of, of being attacked, they didn't stop, they kept working. It says that we continued the work with half the men holding spears from the first light of dawn till the stars came out at night. Uh, this morning, what I want to do, uh, particularly as we're uh, launching now live via satellite, is kind of do kind of a vision casting uh, message this morning. We've had a series of pretty strong messages challenging us to uh, die to ourselves and really commit ourselves to Christ. Today, I want to kind of just set out um, what it is that we're doing as a church here at Celebration Church. Um, now, we took this plunge about a year and a half ago. We were happily in Stevens Point, and, uh, and uh, Pastor Arnie was retiring here, and uh, Pastor Lathan had been talking to me for months about this idea of, look, why don't we get in a position where we do this via video, multi-site, and, and can touch many, many more people and, and kind of duplicate our church uh, in, in more places. And, and, and by the way, we do this not because we think we're better than anybody else or smarter than anybody else or, or any of those sorts of things. Uh, we just do it because the way that we approach church, the way that we do uh, church, uh, appeals to a certain kind of people and, uh, and attracts a lot of people. And we want to be in as many places as we can. Uh, our hope is that churches all over would do the same thing. I mean, we are living in a time where churches are actually shrinking and what we want to do is start advancing and quit shrinking. So uh, anyway, this whole idea of doing a multi-site thing was very new. My guess is we're probably the first in the state to do it. If, if we weren't the first, we're one of the first. But this is a very new concept. And we weren't sure how it was going to work. And uh, we came uh, here and uh, we turned point into the first campus, which everybody told us is the wrong way. What we did was the hardest thing you can do. 
Hardest thing is to take an existing church and turn it into a campus. Easier just to kind of start new. Uh, but we weathered the storm through there. Now, initially, we had a lot of poo-pooers, if you will, who uh, gave us uh, some, a lot of static. A lot of people in point uh, prophesied our doom. They said it would never work. It was going to be horrible. The church will fall apart, blah, 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 blah. Don't you love the encouragers of life? You know, uh, ironically, a lot of them left and went to a denomination that uh, recently announced that they're going to start launching video campuses all over the country. And I just, <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's funny. Anyway, uh, uh, it is what it is. But uh, um, then, um, uh, obviously, the founding pastor here left. Uh, at, at this particular campus, the church attendance at Bayside was in decline. Uh, financially, they were falling short to the tune of $50,000 a month, about $500,000 a year. It's a lot of in the red, bleeding, uh, uh, high debt load at this location due to recent building and, and that sort of thing. Uh, only being able to make interest payments, not any, even being able to deal with the principal. Uh, Stevens Point was in much better shape financially, uh, believe it or not. Uh, a lot smaller, but you know we, we weren't into debt up to our eyeballs and, and, and we were paying the bills. And stuff. But some people were jumping the ship there. So there was like financial pressure kind of uh, all over the place that we were facing. And, uh, and as we were doing this, you know, again, a lot of negative, a lot of challenges, a lot of people didn't believe in it. Uh, we had friends even here in Green Bay who warned us, don't come back. It's Ichabod. The glory has departed. It's all going to fall apart. It's going to, again, the wonderful encouragers of life. Okay? But, so in the face of all the negativity you could possibly muster, uh, we went for it. You say, why? Uh, First of all, because I believe God had put this in our hearts to do. And we believe that what we're doing and experiencing right now with the satellite uplink and the potential of this is going to allow us to touch tens of thousands of people's lives. And this is just the beginning. We are really excited about it. Uh, the other thing is, you know, I'm, I'm kind of a stubborn guy. I, uh, when people tell me I can't do it, I feel highly motivated to do it anyway. And uh, say, people say, well, aren't you afraid? Weren't you afraid? Of course. You know, you looked at... Uh, all the uh, tea leaves were looking bad. All the indicators were this was a big mistake. Uh, we're headed for doom and gloom. And uh, it's a little creepy. But, you know, I learned a long time ago. I, I made a determination in my heart. I do not want to not do something because I'm afraid. Uh, one of the, a lot of you know that I fly airplanes. Uh, we, we fly ourselves in our little sixth-place airplane around to do the marriage seminars that we do. Uh, one of the reasons that I do it is because I was afraid to do it. And I hate being afraid to do something. And, you know, there were times when I was first learning to fly. I mean, I'd go to the airport and I'd sit in the car and I would, would, my heart was just pounding. And I was like frozen in fear of actually getting in there and soloing by myself in that little wind-up plane that they, you know, teach you. And, and, uh, and I just said, no, 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 I refuse to not do something because I'm afraid. Uh, and by the way, that's not the... Definition of insanity. (laughs) Some people would think that it is. It's actually the definition of courage. Courage is not doing something and not having fear. That's not courage. Courage is doing something when you're scared and you do it anyway. That's courage. And uh, and we gathered all the courage that we could. Um, Again, it was it was rough. 
initially starting out. Even, even my wife, my wife was not happy with me. She wanted to kill me. Uh, I mean, it was rough. I mean, she was crying. She didn't want to leave Stevens Point. It was brutal for us. Um, and you have to understand, my wife, I can count on one, maybe two hands after 35 years that I've ever seen her cry. She's not a crier. When she's bawling her eyes out at three in the morning, that's a bad sign for me. Okay? Uh, and I literally told her, I said, look, because uh, she was freaking me out. <laughs> I said, if, if, if you don't want to do this, we won't do this. And, I, and I, I gave her veto over it because it's hard to do what I do and be divorced. And uh, <laughs> kind of, yeah, I kind of ruined your marriage ministry right there. A little, little bit of a step back there. But uh, and <laughs> and I don't know. Somehow the Lord got through to her, and, and she said, "No, let's let's do it." So we did it. And uh, 18 months later, now it's a little more than that, but about a year and a half later now. We have a legitimate multi-site church that is thriving, and, uh, and this is great. Church attendance for Celebration Church now is at an all-time high. Um, just in the last six months, when you add them all up, point down in the cafe and here, three locations right now watching us live, uh, we've had over one thousand people visit us in the last six months at this church and uh, that is truly amazing and over 150 people for the first time in their lives have come to us and made a commitment to ask Jesus Christ into their lives Um, just even here you know if if I were to ask I don't know if if I will but uh, um, you know a lot of you even here this morning you're fairly new. You've only been coming in the last two months, three months, six months, eight months. I mean, this is, this is quite the, uh, the growth thing that we've had here. Uh, after being just in the pits financially, uh, the church is making budget. Barely. But when your head is six feet underwater and all of a sudden your nose is above the water, it feels really good. I got to tell you. So praise God for that. And uh, we are restructuring the long-term debt of the church. And now we're going to start we got fixing all of that. So we're starting to pay on the principal and not just the interest. We are fixing this thing. And uh, we are excited about what God is doing. All the advice that we received in the beginning, uh, besides the you're doomed, which was very encouraging, uh, was, you know, okay, you got to cut back. You just got to cut. You got to cancel programs. You got to quit doing so much in the church. Don't expand. You got to get rid of staff. Cut, 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 cut. But our answer in the beginning uh, was, and we got together, Pastor Lathan and I and, 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 and the leaders of the church, and we were looking at this, and it was, it was nasty. And we made a decision and said, you know what? We're not going to cut our way out of this mess. We are going to trust God and we are going to grow our way back out of this mess. And that's exactly what's happened. But the work is not finished. We, we have to continue to rebuild the wall while still doing battle. We've got to, you know, keep a sword in one arm and build with the other. And uh, we want to keep advancing the kingdom of God. And now with the satellite thing, we're able to do that. Um, So what we're going to do now is we are trusting God and we're going to be focusing on launching new campuses. We've been talking about it for a while, but until the satellite went up. By the way, the satellite thing was a big deal. 
And it was a real miracle. And some people in the church really stood up who gave way above and beyond to help make this possible. We even had uh, some people uh, who don't even go to this church who live far away from here give us $40,000 to help get the satellite up and running. And praise God for that. So now we're going to launch. And the reason we're going to launch is we have a growth problem. Now this is a wonderful problem to have. And it's not just here, it's also in Point. It's been filling up. Now, I, I'm not sure what it looks like over there in Point right now because I can't see you guys, which we're going to try and fix, by the way, uh, and so I can actually see you. But, uh, um, you know, obviously you guys did not get the memo that people don't go to church in the summer <laughs> because you're still coming to church. And the place is full. And uh, usually churches, the tenants drops way down in the summer and then you kind of crawl back out of it in the fall. Well, after these thousands of people have, a thousand people have come through uh, in the last uh, six months, when the fall kicks in, because it's already full this morning, it's going to be a zoo, and uh, we have got to do something, even at Point. Now, Point has the wonderful advantage that, because they're, they're pretty much capacity now, in the fall, we'll might have to go to two services. That's easy for them because we're already two services. They'll just do it at the same time we are. So that's easy for you guys. Here is the problem. We already have two services and we're maxed out. Now the obvious thing that we've heard from lots of people uh, and all across the country is you add a third service. Well, two things about adding a third service. One is we'd have to shorten our worship experience uh, in order to squeeze those in. And you'd have to have less worship and shorter preaching, which some people might like. But I mean, it, it just... It just, it would be real, it would really feel differently. And we'd, we kind of like what we have. And the other thing, which is probably even more bearing, is uh, this, to do that, we would have a, a third service that would hit 12 or go a little bit past 12. Now, lots of places in the world you can do that. We live in Green Bay, Wisconsin. <laughs> for better or for worse, this is a football town. You don't have a church service that goes into kickoff time. Okay? So it just, and it's great. It's who we are. Even in Wisconsin in general, you don't do that. It doesn't have to be for Green Bay. And in fact, the people in Point are more intense Packer fans than we are here. It's, it's crazy. But uh, uh, so that's really not a good option for us. We are maxed out. Uh, we do have the, camp, uh, the cafe down there, but even that at times is getting full. We have a wonderful problem. We have got to add another campus now we have been playing with maybe appleton maybe here maybe there and kind of you know and doors would open and close and we weren't really sure uh what to do uh the pressure wasn't on because the satellite wasn't up anyway but now they were up and what we finally decided to do is uh and this will only affect us here uh, not so much for point right now but what we need to do is launch our first campus close enough to relieve the crowding in this facility Again, points easy. You guys just can go to second service. For us, we need to get a campus going. So what we're looking at is opening a campus uh, in, like in uh, Howard or something on the west side so that that will relieve some of the congestion here. Hopefully, those of you from that side will go there and free up some seats here. I have a sneaking suspicion, however, that the seats will just fill up real quickly here after you're gone, uh, which is going to create another problem. We're looking at possibly in De Pere as well uh, to release some of the crowding there. I'm hoping and trusting that when these seats open up again, they will just fill up again, which will, what are you going to do? Just keep growing. Praise God. Hallelujah. It'll be a great thing. (laughs) 
even for you guys in central Wisconsin. I mean, once you do the second service, uh, we need to look at prayerfully considering Wisconsin Rapids, uh, maybe uh, Wausau, maybe Marshfield, uh, other opportunities where people can go. Here's the thing, particularly, uh, that's real important about that. A lot of people drive a long way to come, even, even some people in, in the Point campus. Certainly here, some of you guys, we have people drive up from Fond du Lac to come to our church here. You know, I love me, but I wouldn't drive from Fond du Lac to listen to me. There's just no way, you know. I'm not sure I'd drive from Howard, to be honest with you. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, but, but you do, and it's, and it's wonderful, and we appreciate it. But bottom line is, you'll never be able to reach your friends and, and neighbors. They won't do it. They just won't do it. It's 25 minutes of driving, uh, especially with gas prices today. It's going to make it more and more difficult. We need to be more focused in reaching our, uh, you know, uh, neighborhoods and stuff like that. And uh, people that drive from, you know, even uh, Wisconsin Rapids to Point. Uh, that's great, but they can't get their friends and, and neighbors to do that. So if we're going to touch the lives of the people that God has placed us with, we need to make it easier for them. And, uh, and this is particularly strong in, in Green Bay. For some bizarre reason, uh, people on the west side never want to cross the bridge to come to the east side. It's like they think they're going to Mexico or something. You know, I just, well, that's on the way. That's the east side. I don't have my passport up to date. And I'll never make it. I, I, I don't know what. It's very bizarre here in Green Bay. I can't go to the other side of town. You know, the critters might eat me or something. I don't know. So if, if we're going to touch this city, we're going to have to make it easier for them. Uh, and uh, so anyway, so that's, that's uh, what we're doing. Our first one is going to be, again, uh, Howard. Now, we're not going to do these real expensively. We're going to do basic startups. Uh, we were thinking about buying a building and doing all this. And we thought, you know, let's be as smart as we possibly can. Uh, let's just rent some facility. We'll probably do a school or something, which works great for starting churches. This church started in a screw, in a, a, in a screw, in a school. <laughs> a little tiny screw is where we started, and it took. T- <sighs> Again, I would not drive from Howard to listen to me, <laughs> but uh, but that's that's your problem. But. Uh, <laughs> in a school, Stevens Point started in a school, Bannock Elementary School. It was painted in, in Packer colors. We called it the Green and Gold Cathedral. And, uh, and it's a great way to start. It's very inexpensive. And then once we see a viable campus form, then we can launch uh, and, and, and find a more permanent solution and see what God does as far as opening doors. It's going to be an exciting time. Um, we've, got, we've got the talent here to do this. It's, it's going to be great. Um, uh, but we're going to do this basic. We're not going to spend tons of money, low cost, see people respond. If there's a viable congregation, then we'll move on. Uh, we're going to be putting out our feelers for other campuses. We can do that now with this satellite. But those of you who do drive from Fond du Lac or Marinette or wherever the place some of you guys all drive from, Wausau and whatever, uh, you know, uh, maybe you'd consider starting a campus in your area. How do you do it? You could start even in your home now with a, with a satellite dish. Uh, we connect together. Um, you can start small, see if there's a legitimate thing. So be thinking about that as, as we move forward as far as possible startups uh, that could happen. The other thing we're going to need to do is uh, we want to start a, an Internet campus. We have the Bayside campus, the Point campus, the Cafe campus, hopefully the West Side, the Pier. But we need to start an Internet campus uh, 
for uh, a couple of reasons. One is there's lots of people all over the country who want to join our church. By, they can't do it right now, but they could do it via internet. And, uh, and it'll also help when we get into the winter because now we can't cancel church anymore. I have to get here, if nothing else, but by snowmobile. <laughs> now, you'll have to be smart on your own. If it's dangerous driving and all the other churches and stuff, stay home. I got to be here because a lot of, like last year or, or, or in, the, in the winter, we had to cancel, but Point was still open. So now with this satellite thing, and stuff, we need to provide a service and minister to everybody. Wouldn't it be great if we get this internet campus going? If you're locked in, you could just go on the internet. Boom, you could join the service via that. You actually type in prayer requests. and uh, uh, so It's going to be very, very cool. It's still a way to stay connected, even when you're on vacation and, and doing different things like that. So all of these things we're going to be working on over the next several months. We don't have timetables yet on all this stuff. I do think the... Uh, the Howard launch is probably going to be very, very short, uh, coming up very, very shortly. And uh, we're kind of excited about that. We'll let you know uh, what's going as we're going along. If at any time it appears to you that we don't know what we're doing, it's only because we don't know what we're doing. <laughs> so hang in there with us. They don't know what they're doing. You're right. You know, just hang in there. This is new. No one's done this. Not around here before. Uh, and I'm not sure aware of anybody in Wisconsin at this point doing it. Um, uh, where are we at? Oh, here's, here's what we're going to be looking for. We're going to be looking for people who would be willing to help with this, uh, either the campus or going into the second service at Point. We're going to need people who will step up. We're going to need musicians. We're going to need ushers. We're going to need children's workers uh, for, the camp, for the school things. We're going to need people who set up and tear down. Uh, to do that right now what we're asking you to do is to pray pray and ask God to give us wisdom and give us favor as we get ready to launch these things and then consider now if you live closer to for example this first startup over there on the west side prayerfully consider getting involved with that group Uh, the reason for that twofold one is to help them get started secondly is to free up chairs as as you look around i don't know if you guys in point can see this but we're we're just kind of full and we're down a little bit but when the fall hits oh my goodness and it's gonna be hard for people you know it's hard enough now some of you you know you gotta feel like you gotta walk three blocks just to get in here because of the parking it'll only get worse and it will discourage people and we can have a thousand visitors a month come in but they won't stay if they can't feel they can get in it's just what it is by you being willing to step over there and hopefully you have the same growth problems there uh it opens up seats so that people can come and uh and and be discipled and learn about christ and then to help promote those campuses to your friends and neighbors on that side of town and obviously help us to financially support all of this new work um, what i've spoken to you guys about recently in some of my messages i've challenged you about the importance of dying to your selfish nature i've talked about being willing to serve rather than sitting around wishing people would serve you i'm not getting fed how it's all about me blah, blah, blah. and quit thinking in those terms and thinking what can i do to advance the kingdom of god by the way uh pastor lathan talked about the uh the the small groups and stuff like that we're going to need that even in the new campus even here for the fall Man alive, you've been sitting in church for a long time. It's time that you lead one of these groups. You start doing something. You grow up and start letting God use you. You say, well, I'm scared. 
Welcome to the zoo. We're all scared. Just do it. And watch what God does. Let go and let God. Honestly. You know, don't be like the majority of the disciples. When Jesus came and saw, and they saw Jesus walking on the water, Peter said, Lord, let me come. He said, come on. Well, the only one who got out was Peter. The other guy said, I ain't going out there. I ain't stepping on that water. There ain't no way. But Peter steps out and he starts doing what none of them had ever done. I mean, you know, step out of your boat, man. Trust God. Um, let God use you. Uh, this is an opportunity as we grow now for some of you to start giving back into the kingdom of God. Jesus said, freely you have received. Now freely give. If you've been blessed and grown in your faith, and I'm not really talking so much to you people who've only been here for a little while and you're new in your faith. You know, I'm, I'm challenging those of you, some of you have been there a long time. Some of you have been serving Jesus for 10, 15, 20 years and haven't done hardly jack squat. It's time to move up. Move out. Shake a leg, man. Do something for God. Grow up spiritually. Jesus said this, go into all the world and preach the good news to all creation. This is our opportunity to go. Now today is Mission Sunday. And it's great the work that we do and how we financially support missions in China and all over the place, Africa, Myanmar. And, and it's wonderful. And we will continue to do that and hopefully we will grow in our influence in that. But missions can't just be over somewhere that we can't see people. It needs to start at home. It needs to start with your neighbors in our communities. And while we can support those guys, we need to reach out to the people around us. We are surrounded right now, at least in point, there's 40,000 people surrounding that church. And there's about 300 of you there, 350 of you there. Here, we're surrounded by at least 200, 250,000 people within almost spitting distance around us this morning. We can't just be happy and thrilled because we have a church of 3,000 because it's bigger than all the other churches. Who cares? We're still, we've got hundreds of thousands of people that we can reach out and love and touch and minister and give the good news of Jesus Christ to. So in the upcoming weeks, uh, we'll have more details as they become a reality. Again, we'll keep talking with you guys in point about when and if we want to do the second service. Yeah, we still got some time there. But here on this side, we, we've got to move fairly quickly. Uh, we'll let you know about the details. We're excited about what's going on. Right now, just two things I'm asking of you. Number one, pray that God will bless what we're doing and help us to be successful. And number two, be willing. Have an attitude change. God Use me. Help me to make a difference. Jesus says, what will it profit you if you gain the whole world and at the end lose your soul? What, what are you going to give in exchange for yourself? What's, what's the point of living even as a Christian your whole life and at the end you don't really have anything to show for it? This is our opportunity. This, what we are experiencing right now, is a flash in the pan. You realize... A hundred years from now, you'll all be dead. Isn't that encouraging this morning? I went to church. I feel like garbage now. I'm going to die. But we are. This is nothing. This is a blink of the eye. Man, you remember your first 20 years? Boom. You remember your last second 20 years? Boom. 
Some of us are almost done with our third 20 years. Boom! I only got a couple of booms left, man! <laughs> and then you have all of eternity. Man, you don't want to live with regret thinking, man, I didn't do anything to prepare for this time. I didn't win anybody else. I didn't influence anybody else. I didn't help build anything that would touch somebody else. This is our chance. This is our opportunity. God has blessed us way beyond any of us deserve, quite frankly. Certainly more than I deserve. This is an amazing experience that we're doing. But we need to be willing. I want to close with this scripture. Isaiah chapter 6 verse 8. The prophet Isaiah writes this. and He says, Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? Who will go for us? And Isaiah steps up. And he says, Here am I, Lord. Send me. I'm going to ask the ushers to go ahead and come down here as well as in point down in the cafe and get ready to serve communion. The musicians can all start getting ready in place for our communion time. We need to go. We don't need to be concerned what other people think, what they're going to say. We can't be afraid to fail. There's no guarantees. We might do a campus somewhere and after six, nine months, 12 months, say, ah, it didn't work. Okay, so what? Let's not be afraid to fail. Let's fail forward if we're going to fail. Let's at least fail forward. This morning as we get ready to take communion, as I've been teaching you recently, we are as believers supposed to totally identify with the death, the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. Paul said, I am crucified with Christ. I don't live anymore. His selfish nature had died. I don't live, but he says, the life that I now live, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. That's why we take communion every Sunday to remind ourselves this is what it's about. We wouldn't be here. None of this would matter. If Jesus had not died on the cross for our sins, none of this would mean a hill of beans. But we have to ask ourselves. The Bible says we should examine ourselves when we take communion. Am I living a crucified life? Am I dying to selfishness? Am I having the kind of heart attitude that says, here I am, Lord. You need to use somebody? Use me. Use me, God. Maybe you're here this morning worshiping with us, visiting for the first time. Maybe you've been here for a long time. I don't know, but you've never truly surrendered your life to Jesus Christ. This morning is when you can do that. I'm going to ask everybody to bow their heads here in this auditorium as well as down in the cafe and over in Stevens Point. While every head's bowed, I want us to all pray this prayer together. And if you will pray this prayer with us and mean it from the bottom of your heart, you can begin your first steps of faith today and experience God's forgiveness in your life. Let's pray together. Say, Dear Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God. That you loved me so much, you went to the cross and took my punishment. I ask you to come into my heart. And forgive me of my sins. I now surrender my life to you. Amen.